Welcome back to the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. I'm Brett Myers, publisher of the Keys Weekly, uh, Key West Weekly here in Key West, Florida. We also have the Marathon Weekly, Upper Keys Weekly, cover the entire Florida Keys. But one of our most celebrated editors, as you folks probably know, is Miss Mandy Miles. She is the editor here in Key West, Florida. We bring Mandy on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast every so three, four segments. She brings us up to speed on the news. She tells us why we are not eating healthy. She tells <laughs> yeah, right. us to leave her alone. But we, we, we bring her away from the desk for a moment and she shares some uh, news insights with us that's happening right now. Mandy Miles, always a pleasure to have you on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Thank you, Brent. Happy, happy to be here. So some interesting things happening in the Florida Keys community. In Key West, I think this is, this is a story you broke. Uh, you did an incredible job with this story. Thank you. And it's probably getting out there more and more now, but this is developing. So even as we talk on this podcast, it's recorded and, and anything can happen within the, by the minute. We know changes can be made. But a huge story this week that came out here just recently that you broke about the structural structural integrity of some buildings in QS. Now, this is on the wake of obviously the major news coming out of out of Miami and Seaside, uh, the tragedy there, and I think a lot of places across the country, particularly uh, coastal communities, started looking at the structure of condos, uh, any building with a couple stories on it, and if those are up to par, up to speed, up to code, and something you started looking at here around not necessarily to go dramatize and say hey we got you but this started coming out from the city you found out the city had sent some letters out to some condos and different buildings around key west one in particular probably is a bigger story right now i'm going to have you talk about that but it even as we speak could end up with residents being displaced if that if it's not resolved and just amazing to think about right now with the housing crisis where people were living in the florida keys particularly key west cost of living uh, let's let's start out with that story. Um, tell us a little bit about what's going on there, and we'll get into more specifics about that property. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. This was a story, and, and obviously, Britt and I had talked about this in, in the immediate aftermath of the Surfside tragedy, which happened in Miami on June 24th, with, uh, um, I think, close to 100 people ended up being... Uh, killed in that in that condo collapse and was obviously in in our geographic area um coastal um, proximity and similar building styles that was i'm Britt, Britt pointed out immediately after that he said this is this is going to be a story in key west and shortly thereafter i give credit to the city of key west they had probably within two weeks after that uh, after the Surfside tragedy, the city of Key West had gone out, their building officials had gone out and done cursory inspections of several buildings. Um, there were different criteria, whether it was the age of the building, whether the building had parking underneath, was uh, was located directly next to, to you know, on the water, clo- clo- close to the waterfront, near a pool, those type of things. And the city sent out 36 letters, I believe. Of, no, okay. I'm sorry. They, did, they inspected 36 buildings. I apologize. I misspoke. They inspected 36 buildings. They sent out nine letters to um, to the owners or managers of the of nine buildings, nine properties that had some concerns. The building with the biggest concerns was the one that we wrote about mainly in today's paper was the Santa Clara condominiums on Northside Drive. So that article's out. Um City sent out nine letters, some letters more severe than others on the need or the severity of the issues that these buildings are facing. I think a lot of people also don't realize in the Florida Keys, Key West we're talking about right now, 
Uh, the Keys have done a great job over the years and decades of making sure we don't have high rises in, in large, right. know, a lot of coastal towns turn into the, you know, the Redneck Riviera type feel or look that people so often refer to and you get the big high rises. But people don't realize we still have some tall buildings with, with multiple stories, more than you think than we typically do. And right. it's not just hotels, there's condos, there's commercial buildings, things like that. So the city sends out nine letters, um, one in particular that really stood out. And we have friends there. We know people there. This is a story that hits close to home uh, with Santa Clara, which is uh, condominiums here in Key West. And the city had a fairly severe letter for them in terms of some issues they were facing there. And again, we know a lot of people there. Um, if these things are not fixed, these, there's people who could actually have to pack their stuff up and go live somewhere else. Uh, it's just a it's just a bad situation all the way around. Hopefully one that's going to be rectified. But um, for those that want to read more about that, uh, that Mandy has been writing about, you can go to keysweekly.com. That's www.keysweekly.com. We're with Mandy Miles, editor editor of the Key West Weekly. Tell us a little bit about that Santa Clara condo issue that they're facing right now. Yeah, we're, it, it was just, I mean, I got lucky, to be honest with you. I, I I had written a story about the city sending out these letters. I had did not, was unaware of the Santa Clara sur- severity of their situation until I got a random text message from an unidentified number who said, uh, uh, I am an owner at Santa Clara, and I fear that our building is in dire straits and could be the next Surfside. Surfside. And I apologize. I said Seaside earlier. Surfside. I apologize. My brain here is much. Oh, no problem. Uh, so, and I didn't know this person from Adam. Um, this person didn't know me. She had actually gotten my number from a person I had formerly worked with who no longer lives in the Keys who had said, give Mandy a call. She's still involved in news in, in Key West. So I met her there the very next morning knowing that this was a relevant story. Obviously, you take it with a grain of salt thinking, okay, is this is this person a little hysterical? Looking or vendetta. You never it know. It could be a vendetta. It could be wanting to file a lawsuit. HOAs are involved. You never know who's uh, HOAs. Uh, that, that's worse than, you know, a militia sometimes. You gotta be yes, careful. Right. So, so, so yeah, there's obviously your guards up a little bit when you hear something. Without like that. question, absolutely. So this this owner actually told me that she would meet me at the Santa Clara because she was she and her fiance who owned the unit are actually not living there right now because she is was so concerned about the rapid deterioration of the building. She met me there, walked me through some of the biggest concerns, the the areas that she pointed out to me were also the areas that had been um, identified in the city's letter and in an engineering report that the city had received about the building. I mean, there is, and there's photos that I took that are in today's story about, I mean, there's a staircase that was still open that is literally crumbling. There is a fifth floor laundry room that has, that's where the ceiling has been propped up by steel beams for the three years that this owner has lived there. Um, just uh, exposed rebar throughout, really concerning. And, and one of the biggest concerns that this owner had is that is how quickly it's happening. She said there's certain, she, she put her, her entire um, hand and fingers into a crack on the exterior of the building. Um, she said this wasn't even here last week. And, she, and, you know, she walks around it. So that's the biggest concern is how quickly this is happening. So we're, we're, you know, you're, you're keeping a close eye on that and we'll continue to report on that. People can see that story with Mandy Miles at keysweekly.com. Um, the city sent out some other letters. Now, I want to be very clear to anyone listening. This doesn't mean these places are unsafe to go to. The severity of those letters range and just certain repairs. But they also said to be fair to Santa Clara, other letters were sent to uh, Ocean Walk Apartments, Key Plaza Shopping Center, 1800 Atlantic Condominiums, La Concha Hotel, the professional building on 12th Street, the Wind Dixie Plaza, and the Key, Key Plaza Publix and City-owned park and ride garage on Grinnell Street. Again, 
the letters that were sent doesn't mean those places are in, you know, on the verge of collapsing or anything like that. It, it could just be certain repairs. Am I correct about that? Yeah, most of the letters actually just wanted some assurance from the owners. That the letters that the city the city was seeking assurance from the owners and their engineers, saying send us an assessment, send us an engineering assessment that shows that these buildings are fine, uh, that the engineer has confidence in them, and if there are repairs that we have that are needed, that we've pointed out that there is a schedule in place to uh, to have those repairs made. Things got exacerbated with Santa Clara, um, and the city, in fact, did today after they had sent a letter out August 27th saying that they don't want to condemn the building because it would displace so many tenants, but they would if they had to. That was followed up today by actually a petition that says a petition to declare this building unfit and unsafe for human habitation. They now have a hearing scheduled on September 13th. Yeah, I won't go much into the nitty gritty of some of the politics. I will say that um, for those listening, you might sound like, well, they're covering things up. Not really the case. I mean, the HOA has been aware. Uh, a friend of ours who's got a home there, he's heavily vested. He's the vice president of the HOA is Travis Dahl. And he's been very vocal with us. Very he, forthcoming he, he, and he, very he, concerned about the matter. Yes, yeah. I don't think that's they're not to blame in looked, that situation. They've had issues with management, you know, different things. There's a lot of different moving parts of the story that people can check out. It sounds like I continue to give a, a, a shameless plug here for keysweekly.com, which I am doing. <laughs> but this this story will con- continue to develop so much. I want people to be sure if you're listening to check that out in case what we're talking about right now has changed or you can get updates the biggest part of that story, obviously, is the immediate potential danger for people living. But, you know, whether or not someone has to be displaced from their home, that'd be tragic right now. And how that would work, I have no idea. I've never seen that happen. I've before. never seen it happen. I just know there's 111 units in that building and they range from, you know, one and two, one to two bedrooms. So it, assuming there's got to be at least 200 people that could be uh, that could be displaced. And certainly don't want to see that happen. And someone listening might say, well, you know, you guys are the newspaper. Those are that's your friends that live there. You know, how can you cover that story? You might, you're the reason. It's not that the letters were coming from the city already. Right. It's a story that people are going to hear already. Uh, you did a great job covering that story, uh, getting those involved and all sides of it involved and really just covering it. And now I think it's just a matter of, you know, is there a way to keep that from happening? We want to, you know, hopefully there is where folks don't have to leave their homes as those repairs take place. So great job on that story, Mandy Thank Miles. You. Thanks very much. Um, other stories this week that you covered. Um, another big one. This is, a, the, I think, just as big, a more popular topic, at least, <laughs> that people are talking about because it is the hot topic is events in the Florida Keys. And again, we're talking Key West a lot today. Obviously, Marathon, the Upper Keys area, Alamorada, Key Largo facing similar stuff. But as COVID rages on, uh, no matter what your take on COVID is, we know from either side or the other that municipalities and, and governments are canceling events uh, when it comes to things that might be taking place this fall. The keys are built on events. Um, oh, our whole tourism economy is based on events. People coming here. Yeah. So the big, the biggest topic right now is, is there going to be a fantasy fest? Is there going to be a boat race? Is there going to be a Christmas parade? All these things that people want to know. There was a, there was a recent city commission meeting. Mandy, bring us up to speed on the events What's taking place, Mandy Miles, here in Key West in the Florida Keys and what's been decided so far that's, as of right now, 
is continuing to take place and what has been canceled. That's true. As Again, as of right now, check for current updates on at keysweekly.com because this is sort of a snapshot moment in time. But as of last night's city commission meeting, um, the, city, the city actually did not have to make any decisions with regard to canceling the Fantasy Fest parade and street fairs that occur on the Friday and Saturday of Fantasy Fest in late October. The organizers of those events had decided preemptively to cancel the parade and the two street fairs. Um, there are other events that c- take place during throughout the week of Fantasy Fest on private properties in bars. There's the plaid party, the red party, the uh, toga parties, those type of things that happen in bars on Duval Street and off Duval Street. Those those can still happen. They're on private property. They are not regulated by the city. They don't require special event permits from the city. The parade will not happen. The Masquerade March, which is a really popular local costumed event, is, quote, on hold. They're going to take a closer look at that in the coming week. Is that the one known as the Locals Parade? For yes. For those listening? Yeah. Yes. So, so to, be, to, to clarify that, the major Fantasy Fest parade, as we know, was actually canceled by the event by, by Nadine right. and her team. They went ahead and preemptively canceled that and said, look, we're not going to have the major parade this year down the street. Most likely the city was going to to take that you know that thunder and run with it exactly <laughs> for, yes for and it also a... came out that they also only had 12 floats registered for this year's okay. parade compared to the normal 50 as well so so the parade's been canceled they preemptively preemptively canceled the um what was the other thing that canceled just before that was the uh uh what is it Shanice? the zombie ride yep well that was so that was a another event but the the fantasy fest organizers went ahead and canceled the street fair yes and the major parade, the big parade. Uh, leading up to that, the weeks leading up to that, and uh, we have Shanice DeSantos controlling the boards and whispering facts into our ears. She's which our we producer. And, She's like uh, Roz from Frasier. That's right. <laughs> so on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. So, uh, so leading up to the cancellations of Fantasy Fest, that the organizers went ahead and canceled some of the, some some of those events. And again, if you're listening, Fantasy Fest not canceled. Certain events are. But before that, there was more pressure mounting as the zombie bike ride just in the past week leading up to that meeting had canceled. Right. Now, just a, just a little note for the zombie ride. That was a dual fault. Du- two reason cancellation was because one of their major, one of the ra- roads on their major route is closed for construction. Bertha Street okay. is all torn up. So the organizers did say that this has, this is twofold because of COVID, but also because Bertha Street is, uh, is their main, one of their main arteries for that route. Yeah. Uh, and, and we know the organizers are great folks and that's one of the best events of the year. Um, but their letter was pretty strongly about COVID as pretty well. Pretty much. And, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And they pointed that out to be sensitive to that and then of course the zombie bike ride and then also um the king and queen coronation uh, you know which benefits aids help that was canceled the week leading up to the city commission meeting so those were canceled goombay has also been canceled and children's day children's day is canceled so there's some major events for fantasy fest they're canceled unfortunately but you know I like to beat the city up sometimes. We're in media. That's the fun the thing to do. They that's our it. job. They, exactly. They work for the government. We beat you up. No, we have good friends there too. But we cover that. And we and we do, we criticize or at least cover when needed. Right. This is one of those times where you're probably going to hear me say, oh, I don't want to hear see these things canceled. It's tough for the city because we're a few months out. There's right. hotel reservations. There's People don't think about there are... Uh, zoning that you have to have use local law enforcement to have extra absolutely police there's street there closures there's barricade yeah all this planning goes into it and to wait any longer now right. whether you agree or disagree call the city and yell at them and all your all that i'm just talking about it with mandy miles but <laughs> I, I will play devil's advocate for the city we'll here. give you that phone number yeah um it's not 
you can't wait too long. You can't say, well, right. let's just wait and see. Let's wait and see. You have to make decisions now. And they're not always the most popular decisions. That said, the local entities, as you talked about for Fantasy Fest, um, things like Tutu Party, and I don't know if Schultz and those guys are doing that, but things like that on private property, as of now, a right. lot of that is still happening. So. Absolutely. And that's different from last year, because as of this time last year, we the whole state, bars were closed throughout the state of Florida. So that's, I mean, that so that didn't happen. Those, a lot of those um, events couldn't happen last year. This year, the private property ones are, are a go, if the organizers are comfortable holding them. Yeah, so the headdress ball was postponed, you know, basically canceled, but they're postponing it until February uh, for now. And then uh, the, the other big one, too, Mandy Miles, editor of the Key West Weekly, talking about cancellations coming up. The boat races is always a big topic. Uh, whether they're canceling or not, it's still right. a big topic. Yeah. You know, is it happening this year? How does it work? How much does it bring to the town? Uh, I enjoy the boat races, but what's going on with, with the boat ra- the power boat races? As of last night, they were still a go. There has been no announcement made. Um, their Facebook page and website was still current and up to date and discussing the uh, first week of November races. So, yes, Race World Offshore is still the sponsor and presenter producer of the World Championship Powerboat Races in Key West. So stay tuned to keysweekly.com for that. They were one of the last events to uh, to have to to cancel last year because they did want to they they were still holding out for permission to hold the event so so far so far so good for the boat races it doesn't matter what anyone decides it seems like everyone's going to have an opinion right someone's going to agree someone's going to disagree they're going to get on social media and fight they're going to talk about masks they're going to talk about vaccinations they're going to talk about what should happen and they're going to change not a single person's mind no they're not changing (laughs) they're not changing hearts or minds they're just going to fight yeah and everyone's going to be right depending on who you ask so we're just talking about what is happening um you know as of right now and all of this could change i mean we don't we don't know what knock on wood we hope for the best no one can predict the future at this point and i think that's been a crazy ride for us in the media crazy ride for everyday people not knowing schools and masks and this and that right but right now we know that fantasy fest is still taking place some of the main events have been canceled that the city takes part in yep but as of today and we'll continue to update you at keysweekly.com and the papers uh fantasy fest continues uh, right now, the the and the other big one is the you know Christmas. Everyone you know try to cancel Christmas. I know, I yeah. know. And the holiday parade is so popular in this town. I mean, the little kids love it. But that's the other big concern is that you have a whole ton of kids packed together on sidewalks when floats are going down and they're you know running all over the place trying to so what's the trying story? to get candy. So they're they have not made a decision on that yet. They decided last night that um, September first is too early to make a decision on a December event. So they are going to revisit the holiday parade uh, in all the right. coming weeks. So that's a big topic. Yeah. Uh, Fantasy Fest, other events, whether that's going to take place or not. You can read more about that at keysweekly.com. We have Mandy Miles, ed- editor of the Key West Weekly newspaper uh, here on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Mandy, let's talk. We have about 10 minutes left here. Cool. Let's jump. We could talk about these topics all day. Let's jump over to something else real quick. The cruise ship topic in Key West has been a big one. If you, if you live <laughs> if under a rock those and words don't one more know, time. to surmise, there's been a referendum. Cruise ships are not supposed to come back. There was a governor. Large cruise ships are not supposed to come back. Yeah. If, here, we don't have 10 minutes to tell you the cruise ship issue. If you don't live here, you should already know. But right now, the city, as the debate rages on what's going on, the city's had an attorney outside firm working for the city to 
to basically litigate any issues that may stem from lawsuits about right. the cruise ships or not. They lost that attorney. You wrote about that this week. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the city attorney wanted, Sean Smith has asked um, and got permission from the city commission to hire an outside counsel, an outside law firm, to help him draft these ordinances that will be defensible in court. Um, the city attorney expects a lawsuit from the privately owned cruise ship Pier B um, and, and and possibly some other lawsuits, whether it's from from cruise lines themselves anything like that so he wants a one he wants ordinances that are defensible in court he had selected a law firm out of Tallahassee and asked them to help to sort of co-represent the city with him in drafting these ordinances they had initially agreed then the uh, committee for safer cleaner ships which has spearheaded the cruise ship reduction in Key West that started with a voter referendum they did some research into the firm that had been selected by the city attorney and went through the mayor, sent a long email to the mayor with a list of questions, questioning um, potential areas of conflicts of interest that this outside attorney, outside firm had. Now, law firms always do a search and a check of their prior representations, their prior clients, and they do a conflict search before they agree to represent somebody. This firm did not find any conflicts. The city attorney hadn't found any conflicts. But due to the questions being posed by the Safer Cleaner Ships Committee, this firm decided that they could not, and it would not be in their best interest nor the city's best interest for them to represent Key West. This has almost become the cruise ship issue in Key West has almost become just as much a battle naturally, but uh, well done on all sides, but a PR battle just as much Absolutely, as, a, yes. as a as a tangible battle. I yeah. mean, the daily PR that's going into this issue, the, the newsletters, the organizations, the fundraising. The money that's being spent on from both sides is, is staggering. Um, and I'm not complaining the advertiser with us uh, throughout that. But <laughs> both, <laughs> both sides. Both sides. Um, but it's, it's, such a, it's such a wild issue in all seriousness. Um, and this is just another element another wrinkle in this ongoing story exactly yeah and this story is not going this is just there's a bigger part of the story coming yeah uh yeah and at this point i'm nothing surprises me so that's just another wrinkle in the story as they look for a new attorney a new firm in the city we'll continue to update people on that you can read more about it keysweekly.com now another sad to me these stories are heartbreaking to me as we wrap this up a couple minutes um you broke this story just happened to be at the right place at the right time i guess that's not the right way to say that it's lack of a better way but um we had some cuban refugees uh uh not you know come up on a boat and i look at the pictures never ceases to break my heart to see what people will risk to get out of cuba and come to the united states oh my god i mean a jet ski would have been more stable to to do this crossing in than this boat that that we got a picture of it's heartbreaking and now with with you know wet foot dry foot being a thing of the past to get here um, I'm not, and listen, if you're listening, I'm not advocating for people to come into the country without being documented or not doing it correctly, but there's a human element, element of knowing what you left and then to come here. And I always wonder too, Mandy, when, when a Cuban refugee comes here and we say, oh, they got to go back. What do they face when they go back? Like, and what that's, they, that's what I don't know. And I don't think anybody knows that. I mean, somebody knows, but I don't know either. And, and I've been to Cuba three times and it's gone. I've seen the differences in Cuba from from 2001 to to 2018 when things had gotten better and then now I've not been recently but knowing what's happening there now with their healthcare system collapsing their covid situation their lack of supplies and money and medical care it's terrifying i saw i saw that we posted that story on on our keys weekly facebook um Florida keys weekly facebook page 
And of course, there's going to be comments. Always, and right? And it turns right. into it's a sensitive, it's an emotional issue. But it turns into political, and it turns it does. into send them back, be here. Oh, you don't have a heart. But there is a human element to it, and you know, thinking and I and I again don't have the answer. I don't. You right. know, I think everyone should be should do it the right way. Right. Um, there, there's a there's a system in place. Of course, that should be the. But I think about if I was in that person's shoes. And I have a, I have children. If I was willing to put my children and my family onto right. a boat that I wasn't sure was going to make it, just how bad does it have to be? That exactly um, right. And knowing that you risk possibly being, you know, there's probably an eighty percent chance that you can't stay. Whereas back in the day with wet foot, dry foot, as long as you made it to American soil, even if some of these migrants landed back at, you know, in the back in the day in the Marquesas, the the Coast Guard does a sweep every single day looking for. They used to look for Cuban migrants every day. Now these people are going to get sent back on a Coast Guard cutter. Yeah. Well, we're getting ready to close out with Mandy Miles, editor of the Key West Weekly, uh, here on the Florida Keys Weekly podcast. Check out the Keys Weekly on keysweekly.com. Mandy, you've got some great contributors. We'll give them a shout out. You got Mark Hedden. People love Mark's column, by the way. Hey, I hate birds and I love Mark's column. <laughs> so I will also, I'll, I'll be t- completely upfront. I hate birds. Mark knows that, but I love his I column. I don't know why, man. So, folks listening, uh, that's Mandy Miles' personal opinion. The Keys <laughs> Weekly does not hate birds. Uh, we love birds. So, uh, don't take, take, Mandy yeah, Miles. The I'll paper give is not email. anti-birds. Mandy at keysweekly.com. If you want to give her a hard time for hating birds, <laughs> email her. We don't hate birds at the Keys Weekly. Mark Hedden does a great job <laughs> with his uh, with his wild things. And, and people, you know what? When I first saw it, and Mark's Mark's one of the most intriguing guys. We could spend a whole segment. Right. We need him he on should here. be on here, actually. Yeah. Um, he's just a dry, he's humor, a hilarious, very dry wit. Crazy. Yes. He and his wife both too intelligent, uh, intimidatingly intelligent. <laughs> That's when a very I first good way saw, to put it. Yeah, when I first saw his his column, I thought, oh, we're gonna have bird column. Britt was like, oh man, are you kidding me? We're getting a bird column. I and didn't I said, say it like that. Yes, I, he did. You just well, you're the one that hates birds, <laughs> and uh, so. And I'm walking around. I usually, you know, I get great feedback. Oh, Mandy broke this story. I get more people talking about Mark's I know. bird column, wild thing. So check that out. You got a great uh, contributor with Ben Solov. Solov? Solov. Solov. Yep. Uh, Ben's a cool dude. Everyone knows Ben. He does a great music column for us each week. And every other week. Every other week. It's called So Love the Music, right? Yep. Right? Okay. Yep. And that's, he's a great contributor. We have a sports contributor and Ralph Morrow, longtime sports media guy here in town. Oh, Ralph's been around forever and spent a whole career at the Dayton Daily News as a sports editor there before he moved to the Keys. There you go. So you've got a great team, uh, plethora as I a do. word. Yeah, I got that from the Three Amigos. Uh, <laughs> so uh, people doing stuff. And then we have our humor each week. Go to keysweekly.com. We have a top 10 signs. It's September in the Florida Keys. That's we'll, a good one. It's always our attempt at humor. Do we want to end the segment, Shanice, with humor and then cut it off? She says yes. Do All it. Right. So we'll read these together. <clears throat> we'll... All you listeners, buckle up. If you don't think it's funny, we don't care. We think it's funny. And so this is in the uh, most current Keys Weekly paper. And this is our humorous top 10. So this week we came up with, it is September in the Florida Keys. It's supposed to be our slow season. Excuse me. We know that uh, slow season is not what it used to be. It's not that slow anymore. But this is supposed to be when some restaurants close down, clean up. We get a chance to do some cleanup, do some different things. So here's here's our top 10 signs. It is September in the Florida Keys. This is all humor, folks. So if you don't find it funny, again, email Mandy email at keysweekly.com. Uh, here we go. Top 10 signs. It is September in the Florida Keys. Number 10, 
the jumping bridge is <clears throat> is a secret once again a secret in parentheses i always love that people say the jumping bridge is a secret and you can you can google it and it's <laughs> exactly in, it's in google it, maps i think it appears on like you know travel websites nowadays right. it did used to be a secret 20 years ago and it was actually a little fun little secret secret bridge the number nine sign that it's september in the florida keys your favorite restaurant suddenly re- remembers your name and drink order again oh they know who i am again exactly. yeah they won't be they there love again. Me again yeah uh, number eight sign that it, it is September in the Florida Keys. You can travel from one side of Isla Mirada to the other without the ice melting in your mojito. There you go. There you go. Isla Mirada traffic joke. Number seven sign that it's September in the Florida Keys. It's boat month, as in the one month you have time to enjoy your own boat. Yeah, you have a boat. You have one month for it. There you, you can go. Take it out of your front yard. Yep. Number six sign it's September in the Keys. You get to combat the highest taxes highest insurance rates and the highest cost of of living in the nation by availing yourself of a local special buy one get one half off appetizer at select restaurants thank god it makes it all worth it something to live for number five signed in september in the florida keys you get to look forward to all of the cool october events coming up oh wait a minute scratch that one nice Tires right back in. Number four <laughs> sign is September in the Keys. It's the one month you give two sh- craps about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> exactly when you have the Weather Channel pre-programmed. Number three, it's a reminder that you have 60 days before your jackass neighbors come back for the winter and start telling you how much better the Keys would be if they were just more like the place they just left. I can't wait till the snowbirds come back and tell me how the Keys would be better if it was like their place they just <laughs> exactly. came from. Exactly. Number two, we're getting down to the, to the last two. The number two sign it is September in the Florida Keys. You finally have time to schedule those doctor appointments you've put off for your knee, your shoulder, and your heart pains that you've been experiencing since February. Yeah. So just ignore it and yeah, it'll go so away. Number one. Number one sign at September in the Florida Keys. Every time a rain cloud forms over Africa, you get a sudden urge to run out and buy batteries and bottled water. That's right. That's a hurricane joke for you, <laughs> for, for those for you who don't know. And we will end the show uh, letting our folks, our friends and neighbors in the Gulf Coast, uh, particularly the Louisiana area, that yeah. uh, whether you pray or you give nice thoughts or you actually can send something and help and support, whatever it is you do, uh, to send good vibes and energy to those folks. Uh, we're thinking about them because we certainly get it, knock yeah. on wood, and uh, hopefully we can stay clear of that uh, at least for another year here. But certainly if there's a way to support. Uh, that stuff tends to happen, and then it moves out of the news, and we move on, and they're still sitting there with a lot Absolutely. of needs and water and everything else. So keep an eye on that. And we'll close out the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast with Mandy Miles. I'm Brett Myers. Thanks, folks. Thanks for having me.